Here we go. I'm going to make you feel old in about 60 seconds. Remember, who remembers the service Cha-Cha? There was a service called Cha-Cha. And before our phones had internet connection, or at least, you know, before we relatively used them before internet connection, I think even like the Razor flip phones and like the slide up chocolates I had as a kid had internet connection, but like, obviously it cost $30 a second to use it at the time. And it was pretty much pointless. So before we had this service called Cha Cha, where we had to text a number and we would just ask a question. And then a Cha Cha employee would use a computer attached to the internet to look up the question. And then they would text us back the answer manually. Uh, is how the business ran. Obviously, it's no longer uh, exists, but Cha-Cha is what we use to text as a free service, much like Google, before our phones actually connected to the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Levi McCurdy, and this is episode 94 of the What Are We Doing podcast. <laughs> is the What Are We Doing podcast. We've got updates. We've got updates. We've got some updates, people. I don't usually do updates on the pod, but we figured why the hell not. Here's some quick and important updates for you. Um, Trump's going to jail. Uh, apparently, from my understanding, this time is a little bit more serious. I thought, and I asked my friends, I said, hey, we indicted him like three months ago. Now he's back in Mar-a-Lago. Everything's fine. Like, did they wrap that up? Like, he didn't go to jail that time. Why would he go to jail this time? The first time when he gave the stripper money, that was for, uh, that was like a civil case. That was easy. We can make that one go away. Uh, this one, unfortunately, is a federal case, and he's got uh, government secrets in his bathroom. So the issue is... Uh, government uh, secrets in the bathroom are no good. The current sitting president can have secrets in his bathroom. From what I understand, if Joe Biden were to have these documents in his bathroom, it wouldn't be a big deal. The other issue is there is maybe, I don't know, might be a rumor, might not, I don't know anymore. Uh, it might be fake news, who knows. Apparently, Trump may or may not have shown some of those documents to the Saudis. Now, that would unfortunately be a very, 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 very major issue uh, for the United States government uh, because the Saudis are not currently our allies. Uh, but, you know, hopefully with Trump's help, they might eventually one day become, I don't know, I don't know anything about it. I don't know anything about politics, but I know the fact that the documents are in the man's bathroom and the U.S. government's a little excited about it uh, is hilarious. So that's why we're here talking. And so, um, you know, these boxes, by the way, don't just contain like, you know, the 2016 tax bill. And like, you know, Nancy Pelosi's resume from when she got the job and like, you know, notes from George Bush. These aren't just like, you know, random documents. Trump's not an idiot. Okay. If Trump was going to take any form of document outside of the White House, it's going to be some juicy stuff. Something tells me that sitting in a box in Mar-a-Lago where Donald Trump lives is the secrets that 
Nicolas Cage wants from National Treasure. We want to know where the treasure is. We want to know who killed John Wilkes Booth. We want to know where the aliens are. Did I just, we want to know who kills John Wilkes Booth. We want to know who killed Abraham Lincoln. Was it John Wilkes Booth? Trump has the secrets in his bathroom. And so he's got all the good stuff. He's got the aliens. He's got the questions. He's got the little black books. He knows everything. Trump has all the secrets in his bathroom and it's a big fucking deal. People are throwing around the number 400 years in jail. Uh, okay. People are also throwing around the fact that if this Saudi thing, like if he showed it to his friends overseas, some of the documents in the bathroom, it might be an issue. Uh, so he showed it to his friends over there. And if that is the case, you know, we're tossing around the words like treason, like who knows? Here's the thing. They're not putting Donald Trump in jail, whether you're a fan, whether you're not, whether you're on the left, on the right, in the middle, whether you don't give a shit about any of it, they're not putting Donald Trump in jail. They will take him to court. They will try to drag him through the mud. But what we also have to remember is that this man has a trillion dollars. So he is going to go through every freaking lawyer possible until the outcome sways in his favor. And then they're going to slap him with a 30, maybe a $300 million, billion dollar, whatever outrageous like Alex Jones level fine. And then he'll pay whatever, you know, a million dollars a month. It doesn't matter. It's nothing to Trump. And so he'll pay whatever. They'll give him, you know, like 30 hours of community service and that'll be it. It will do nothing but boost his numbers, not throwing him in jail, which again, they're not going to do. They're not putting that man behind bars. Trust me. It just won't happen. It just won't happen. I can hear you now. They're going to put him in jail. It's for It's not going to happen. They're not, they're not going to put Bush in jail. They wouldn't put Biden in jail. They're not going to put Obama in jail. They're not going to put whoever else in jail. Whoever other presidents are still alive, no one's going to jail. Once you get the title of president, you have it. And that pretty much, listen, just because they're going to find him, they're going to slap him on the wrist. They're going to say, give us the fucking boxes back. They're going to send secret agent services. They're going to send Nancy Pelosi. They're going to send the, the green chick. They're going to send all of that, everyone else. They're going to fly them all down to Mar-a-Lago. They're going to put the boxes on the plane. And then they're going to fly them back to D.C. And we're going to never let this happen again. And that's going to be the end of it. This whole spectacle that we're, oh, it's Donald Trump. It's, he's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. Okay. If you honestly think they're going to allow a U.S. president to be put in prison, you've lost your damn mind. And speaking of losing, I mean, speaking of things losing their mind, orcas. We have another update on the orcas. Okay. Now, we talked about it a few weeks ago. Okay. And uh, Big Bertha, she's got more foot soldiers. Okay. And she's taken over her country. Meaning they're not just sinking ships across the sea anymore. It used to be like over in like Brazil area, wherever. I don't know. Some country I can't pronounce, let alone spell the name of. That's where the orcas were sinking the boats. Like literally there was a video of them attacking. It's probably on the screen. Attacking the rudders of the ship. We're on the orca. We're on the orca. We're on the orca. 
And it's like, hey, this is an organized attack and we're not doing anything about it. We're too busy worried about what U.S. president has documents in his bathroom in Florida. But instead, we've got a real orca killer whale problem on our hands, people. Listen, the orcas have now shown up on the coast of California. CNN's just reporting the other day that the orcas have shown up and there is a pod of orcas in the coast of California and the white people reporting it have no idea why because white people, if there is a group gathering that white people weren't invited to, we will do our very best to find out why it's happening and how we can get invited. So the orcas showed up and boy, oh boy, it was a headline story of CNN and they're here. They're here for those American ships. They're looking at Bezos' boat. They're looking at Elon Musk's boat. They're looking at Grimes' boat. They're looking at uh, DJ Khaled's boat. They're looking at Drake's boat. They're looking at all the Los Angeles boats, all the all the selling sunset billionaire Mr. Beast on a $1 billion yacht. He called the last one a yacht, but it's technically a cruise ship. The last one in the video is technically a cruise ship. I'm not trying to cancel Mr. Beast. That's not what we do on this podcast. But Jimmy, your semantics on the last video, even though it broke all the records and got a billion views in the first 20 minutes, I'm just saying the last one you were on wasn't really a yacht. Theoretically, it looked more like a cruise ship to me, bro. Besides that point, the orcas are coming for the boats. If you have a boat and it is in the California waters off the coast of California. I don't know what ocean that is, so I'm saying off the coast of California. If that's where your boat is, look out. If you see a big black orca killer whale in the water, it's coming for your rudders, bro. It's not going to be cute and swim alongside the boat in the wake like the dolphins do. It's going to come straight for your fucking motor. It's going to ram its head with six of its friends into that rotor until it stops spinning, and then you're stuck in the water. And then the orcas are going to swim away, and they're going to laugh. And they're going to laugh, and they're going to be like, yo, big birth, we got another one. And then they're going to swim back to England from where they came from, and they're going to report back, and then she's going to send more soldiers. I'm telling you, the orcas are orchestrating they're here in the United States. If you have a boat, look out. So this is a real issue in the United States, and I don't think anyone's talking about it as much as they should be. Um, and in other news this week, man, I mean, close to home, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, the state with the highest taxes and the highest toll roads, the highest tolls that need to be paid to drive on the road, which is a concept that I don't think I quite understand, by the way. Here's another concept in life that I don't think I understand. I can drive to the grocery store and not pay a penny, obviously, for gas and the car and the things to get me there and whatever I buy at the grocery store. But as far as the roads go, zero dollars. Sure, it's wrapped up into my taxes. I'm fully aware of how I pay for the roads I drive on. But when it comes to the other roads that I want to drive on, if... I want to get there 15 minutes prior to the Google Maps destination. I can take this road, but that road comes with a price out of pocket. You got to pay. Now, some of us, some of us don't pay our tolls, okay? 
We like to let it build up. We like to let a couple late fees get attached. We like to let it go to collections. And then once that happens, PennDOT just sends you a whole new bill for the other tolls that you racked up while you weren't paying the bills on the last ones. So that's just maybe a personal issue that I have or that some people have because I just don't understand why I need to pay $20 to get there this way when I can go this way for free. It should be the same free everywhere. Why don't my taxes pay for this road and not this road? It's a conversation and argument for another day, but there's been a terrorist attack in Philadelphia. I'm joking. It's not a terrorist attack. It was an accident. My friend's boomer parents, the boomers of America, uh, are calling the Philadelphia overpass explosion and collapse. Anytime there's an explosion, uh, boomers think it's a terrorist attack now. So uh, my friend's parents were literally calling him like, did you see the terrorist attack in Philadelphia? And we're like, what the fuck? We're literally Googling, scared to death that some of our friends didn't make. We literally thought like a, a worse 9-11 event happened in Philadelphia last week because our boomer parents are on the phone like, hey, there's been a terrorist attack. They blew up an overpass in Philadelphia. And we're like, wait a fucking minute. That's not a fucking terrorist attack. It was a tanker truck. It was an accident. The guy lost his life. He had a family. He had kids, I think, I'm pretty sure. Like, it was an accident. It wasn't a terror. Our parents are literally stirring us into a tornado of a panic slash stress slash anxiety-induced phone call thinking that there's been a terrorist attack in the state that we live in. And they're fine, by the way. They're down in, you know, like, I don't know, North Carolina, New Jersey, whatever. They're fucking in a different state, so it doesn't matter to them if there was a terrorist attack in Pennsylvania. You know, it would be just fine for everyone else. So once we finally realize that they're overselling us on this horrific accident that happened in Philadelphia, uh, we realize... <laughs> that uh, a tanker truck got stuck under the underpass. Somehow still in 2023, we still don't know how tall of a clearance we need for the truck that we're driving. Somehow the professional truck drivers are still getting stuck when they know for a fact that their truck extends 10 feet and the sign on the overpass says, this overpass is nine feet tall. Don't go that way. Hey, guy, don't go that way. But instead, we still go that way. 18-wheelers have been getting stuck under underpasses and bridges and things for years now, centuries. It's very rare that one explodes and destroys an entire chunk of the highway. And now that the residents of Philadelphia have to take a 43-mile detour every day whether you're going this way or this way i'm pretty sure it's like a 40 mile detour i think around this thing now i saw a video the mayor of philly is like super eager to get this shit done and apparently based on the videos uh apparently they're doing a great job like this isn't a mount rose avenue route 83 situation like philadelphia is treating this like an all hands on deck let's get the dirt out Let's get a new bridge in. Let's pave it. Let's fix it. Let's get traffic flowing again. Uh, you know, unlike the Mount Rose Avenue project, which obviously is that done yet? Did they finally finish? 
We finally finished Mount Rose. Mount Rose Avenue has been a fucking project on Route 83 and like, you know, 83 South downtown York for like six years now. They promised to have that thing done in like six months. It took them like 16 years to finally get it done. I'm almost positive I read one time like three years ago that they were being charged like 10 grand a day for every day they missed the deadline of having that project done. Insane work. Insane work it must have been to rebuild that uh those on ramps, huh? Took them so long, but but Philadelphia's on it, okay? And I don't know about you, but whenever there's news in Philadelphia, we rely on not one station other than Fox 29. Fox 29 does the best reporting in the sense that they don't really even do the reporting. They rely on everyone else. And so instead, honestly, the local Philadelphia news team is, they're doing their absolute best to cover the story. And by God, they don't need firefighters. They don't need professionals. They don't need the mayor. Anyone really of importance in the city and Philadelphia, they don't need them. We don't need them. You know who we need? We need Peter. And Peter lives right by the bridge. And so obviously he's got not only a bird's eye view of everything that happened, he was awake and responsive as soon as it happened. He was ready to go. And Peter is a witness, eyewitness to everything, that the explosion, the bridge, the collapse, the construction, everything that's been going on. Peter knows what's up. And it's been reported that Peter has one of the best Philly accents anywhere. So Peter is giving us the news. Here's the latest update. This is Peter's story uh, with what happened uh, with the Philadelphia Bridge just moments uh, a few days ago. Dude, so I was passed out and I woke up to nothing but text messages, phone calls. I had no idea what was going on. And I got dressed, I came out, I looked down, and I smell like a smoky smell. And I'm like, dude, so... It's crazy. When you like, came out and saw it, did yeah. you know what was happening? Peter woke up hungover. We were literally, I know this kid. I was literally partying with Peter just the other day. Peter just woke up hungover, passed out, didn't know what's going on, hasn't done any drugs, hasn't drank any alcohol, and hasn't even gotten his day started. And he's being bombarded by text messages, phone calls, friends calling him, are you okay? Fox 29 News has got cameras in his face. Peter doesn't even know what's going on. But Peter, something tells me he's going to pull it through. So Peter, uh, Peter's being called the Mayfair Mayor now, uh, apparently. And so here's here's more from Peter. I saw it. Did yeah. you know what was happening yet, or did it just look like a fire? Well, no. So I got all those text messages, screenshots. I'm like, everybody's like, yo, where's this at? Like, nobody had, like, a direct, like, location. So I was like... Look out my window, I see a bunch of cops. I'm like, bro, that's right by my apartment. So, so when did you figure out and realize that the freeway collapsed, the northbound side? Oh, dude, I was passed out when that happened. <laughs> Peter has no idea what's going on. He said six times that he passed out. He's passed out when it happened. Peter literally ingested so many drugs, he passed out that an explosion from a freeway collapsing didn't wake him up. <coughs> and the news anger the news anger is like the, the news anger is just trying to explain to him what actually happened 
<laughs> and so he's like, you know, uh, sir, Peter, can you, uh, <clears throat> can you explain to us the explosion was right beside your apartment? Uh, can you, can you, uh, can you explain to us what, what happened here? Did you see what happened? Yeah, I just, uh, I just, I just got done snorting an entire Delisandro's cheesesteak, bro. Shout out to Delisandro's. And then I passed out, dude. I was partying with my friend Kyle and the boys last night. So after that cheesesteak, I was done. So yeah, I woke up to like, I don't know, like what, like 17, 18 text messages about it, like screenshots and videos and like my boys like, yo, where is this even at? I heard it, but where's it at? And then like the, the interviewers obviously knows what's going on. He says, when did you know the bridge collapsed? Like he has to keep asking these questions no matter what the answers are. When did you know the bridge was on fire? It's like, well, bro, like I told you, like I just woke up from passing out and I looked out my window and I'm like, oh shit, it's right here. What's going on? Like the bridge collapsed and I was just passed out. And like, so naturally my boy Tyler was like, yo dog, you should like, cause of this explosion, you should become the mayor of Flavortown. And so now naturally, uh, I made this shirt. And so you can go to like my link in bio and the shirt's like me. And then like on the back, it's like Philly Super Bowl lost world series lost r95 lost. And it's like, I think this shirt's really going to take off. And like, that's the interview. That's what we've got. We've literally, we've got a collapse bridge that will take traffic from games, baseball, basketball, sports, work, nine to five traffic everywhere, backed up 40 fucking miles. And the best we can do is an update for the city is where Peter was at the time of the explosion. Thank God. Thank God. God, we now know where Peter was at the time of the explosion. I mean, this is the news cycle. This is now the news cycle. And this is what we have to look forward to every day. When we turn on the news, this is the reason why I watch it, by the way. I don't watch the news. Obviously, half of it's filled with, oh, this person was kidnapped. This person was found. Harry and Henry and Marco and Megan and the whole thing. It's just filled with fluff pieces. And then, of course, we have the gems, the finite viral video, TikTok worthy gems of the interviews when the newscasters who are out on the street literally cannot find anyone else to interview about the situation because everyone's either at work, in traffic on I-95 or, you know, just going about their own business. But here we have the people's hero, Peter. So our shirt's on the way. Uh, we've reached out, we've paid, we sent a Venmo request. We have got, our shirt is allegedly on the way. We might end up in Philadelphia this weekend picking it up, uh, but we are doing our best to get one of Peter's shirts here that we can display once uh, Pride Month is over, which I guess is now, by the way. I guess is now. Is it now? Are we done? Are we done with Pride Month? How far in are we? June 16th, we've had two-ish weeks. We've had a little over two weeks of Pride Month. We've taken down all the fucking, we've literally, we've taken down all the logos. The cancellation of Pride Month this year is outstanding. You, the people of the United States, we have honestly, we have outdone ourselves. Starbucks is out. Like, ouch, dude. Ouch. 
Starbucks, 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 Starbucks is out. Starbucks is out on Pride Month. They're taking down the flags. They're taking down the decor, the menu, the cups, anything associated with Starbucks, it's out. Get it out, dude. The Starbucks has canceled Pride Month along with every other corporation from fucking Target to fucking the beer companies. I mean, it's absolutely insane what's happening. A Starbucks worker in Virginia at a non-unionized store. I guess that's important now uh, because Starbucks is either 50-50, whether it's unionized or part of the umbrella. Uh, So you can just do that, I guess. The unionized store who started the petition uh, but requested to remain anonymous for fear of retaliation said they came into work in the beginning of June and noticed all of the store's pride and other decorations have been taken down. The petition is directed at their regional manager. I was told that they had just implemented a new no decorations policy. What a coincidence. And I was like, right before Pride? That's really suspicious and kind of weird. It is weird, isn't it, Jessica? I was pretty sure it wasn't just our store because our store managers are very supportive of LGBTQ stuff. Most of our employees are LGBTQ community members, and I was told it was the regional manager's decision. This is so ridiculous because it's just a little quality of life thing that we uh, can do every day to make the lives of our customers better. It doesn't have any impact on the corporation. It doesn't reduce profits, and even the customers like it. Uh, we get a lot of complaints on, uh, or a lot of compliments. I'm sorry. We get a lot of compliments on the decorations and lots of customers who are also LGBT community members. I've also found that it's really frustrating and honestly pointless. The Starbucks have taken down all of the pride decorations. So, I mean, it's honestly, if it was bad enough, it was bad enough that we separating that the church of the state, now the teachers, the parents were going to parent teacher conferences and were punching each other in the face because the schools are deciding to recognize pride month as pride month. Newsflash people. It's been pride month for years. We've had pride merch at target for years. Oh, and by the way, don't let the mainstream media fool you. Uh, Central PA, and I'm sure at plenty of other locations around the United States, our pride merch and that pride section, boom, right in front, right front and fricking center. If you thought, uh, all targets move the pride section to the back because of outlash and outrage and the kids are targeting our kids, targets targeting the kids. Ah, if you like our pride sections right in front, we were just there last night and you know me. I commit to the bit. I turned to Megs as soon as we walked in the store because we haven't been since the whole controversy started, not because we care or believe in in either way, vice versa, whatever situation, but because we just didn't need to go to Target. And so I walk in, and as soon as I see the pride section, I'm like, holy shit, why isn't this whole section in the back? I thought we canceled Target's pride section, but clearly I was wrong. And so I turn to Megs and out loud, as loud as I can go, shit, Megs, the pride section's in the front of the store. And she obviously, I'm embarrassing her. So she like turns to me and she's like, Levi, shut the fuck up. Shut up, shut up. And so as we're walking back to the men's section, because that's just the path that we take, whatever, that's where we need to go. There's employees and families and other people there. And so committed to the bit even more. I'm like, you know what? 
I think what we need to do next year is we need to move it to the back. I don't know about your target, but my target's men's clothing is in the back. So it would be actually very, very time-saving for me if I could hit the pride section in the back of the store and then immediately be in the men's clothing section so I can do my pride shopping and my normal clothes shopping that I wear the rest of the week when I'm not podcasting or out and about or supporting my family members and friends. Uh, you know what I mean? So honestly, I think for next year, I want a pride section in every target in the very front and in the very back to make it convenient for both men and women to access both their clothing sections in target and the pride sections. So if we could have two next year, target corpo, please. And thank you. So, and I mean, I guess now I guess it's the fucking issue is the kids at some point in time, some idiot one person at some point in time got the idea in their head that like Target and Starbucks and Adidas and Nike and Budweiser and all of the brands that we use and will most likely continue to use, even though this is bullshit, uh, were targeting their kids and kidnapping them and sending them straight to hell and making them gay. And so now we're riding in the streets and we're punching each other. Like there's a video literally on the screen of parents fighting and punching each other in the face because of pride month, a month where we're supposed to literally set aside the differences that you're fighting about, come together and do what you're supposed to do. Not in just the month of June newsflash every day of the year, just be nice to each other. And guess what? Yeah. There's Pride Month. There's also Black History Month. Could you imagine if these riots were happening then? It'd be a completely separate issue. Like, holy shit. But instead, we're fucking punching each other in the parking lot. We're squaring up because, now listen, something tells me the guy with the sign that says protect our trans kids doesn't, uh, isn't really the one throwing the punches, okay? But it's still happening. And it's like, dude, hey, whoop, Pride Month canceled. I mean, what are we going to do? And don't even get me started. Don't even get me started because I've I've done the research. I've 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 looked into it, and I know for a fact you cannot disagree with me on this. If there is anyone in the comments that disagrees with everything that I say next, you're wrong. I'm sorry, that's just how it is. But I'm telling you right now, if you are telling me that Rose Montoya, or how, what's her name? Yeah, Rose Montoya is not one of the most attractive women you have ever seen in your life, you're wrong. You're wrong, you're wrong. I'm telling you right now, right now. I showed this picture, the picture that's on the screen right here. I showed this picture to 18 straight men that I know that have at least a 10% hatred towards the LGBTQ plus community. Okay. I showed this picture to 18 straight men and the responses from them were, holy shit, she's hot. Damn. One guy just sent the word would W O U L D. You know what I mean? Like he would, you know, like, uh, some guy said, I didn't know Biden's events were popping like this. Holy shit. Titties was another response plus like six others. Okay. I sent this image to 18 straight men. That was their response. And then immediately after all of their responses came in, I let them know that 
this is a trans woman. She was born a male and uh, she has a penis or maybe doesn't or does or doesn't. It doesn't matter. At one point in time, the person you were looking at had a penis and I hit send. And then unfortunately, 24 hours later, two men out of the group committed suicide. And that's the type of society that we live in. You can't tell me that this woman is not one of the most attractive. And that when you're trying to find the uncensored photo of the titty flash on social media, Twitter, Google searches, that like, I'm tired of you not admitting that this trans person isn't attractive. So, and ladies, listen, I mean, it's time. It's time to take notes. It's seriously time to take notes, ladies. If you're telling me that this woman was born a man and you're still out there looking like a four out of 10, maybe on your best day, you're looking like a six, you're not that attractive, there is something you can do. This woman was born a man, okay? And so all I'm saying is take notes. Maybe slide into her DMs and see what they're doing. Maybe talk to some other people who were attending Biden's picnic that day and start pulling some numbers and like, let's get straight to the catch. She's hot. She's trans. Move on. Why are we canceling Pride Month? Like, do you understand the point that I'm trying to make here? Like, don't take a word I said seriously. Obviously, it's a comedic podcast. Everything's a bit everything's a joke. It's not actually what I believe. Yes, I'm smarter than that. And I understand what's going on. But at the end of the day, you cannot deny the attractiveness of this human being. Okay. Here's the idea. Here's the idea. Here's what I want everyone to do. Pride month's canceled right now. We're canceling the rest of pride month. And what we're going to do is we are going to take the next 11 and a half months and we're going to come up with a plan how we're coming back stronger and better in 2024. I'm getting a panel together and we're meeting in May. And if you motherfuckers don't have a good idea for how we're going to resurrect Pride Month next year in 2024, come June 2024, if every logo on social media isn't a rainbow flag, I'm rioting. I'm canceling Christmas next. If every logo on social media next year isn't a rainbow flag, if every business doesn't come out in their support of pride, if every business doesn't have a pride t-shirt, if we don't have a Target pride merch section in the front of every Target store next year, I'm canceling Christmas and I'm going straight to my the mother of my stepfather's house and I'm putting a sign out and I'm picketing. I'm getting rioters and I'm picketing on Christmas morning with a sign that says Jesus is dead, Christmas is canceled. And I'm canceling Christmas because if we're canceling pride again next year, I'm done, dude. If we're canceling pride, we're canceling Christmas. So we have 11 months. You have 11 months, guys, to come up. I, and I don't know who's in charge, whether it's whether whether we're giving it to the whole LGBTQ community, whether we're giving it to them over there, whether we're giving it to them. I don't know. Someone become the leader and make it happen. Someone step up as, as the leader, as the planner of the committee. You have until my birthday next year in May to come up with a plan. And I promise you, if this happens again, if people are punching each other in the face, if schools are tearing down flags, if we are not teaching our children inclusivity and to accept everyone for who they are, no matter what their skin color is or what's going on at home or anything else that they believe in, 
make it happen or I'm canceling Christmas. That's it. I'll make a sign. I'll make it. I'll make the sign and I'll cancel Christmas right now. I'll take the tree. I'll burn them down. I'll burn down a whole Christmas tree lot. I don't care if the Girl Scout cookies are running it. They've got a brand new building right down the street where I live. If they can afford a brand new multi-million dollar building, they're making way more money from the trees and cookies anyways. So they can afford to lose a lot or two at Christmas. I'll burn down the whole Christmas tree lot and we're going to cancel Christmas. So unless you figure out Pride Month for next year... No Christmas presents for you in 2024. Enjoy your Christmas this year. It's too late to cancel it now, but enjoy your Christmas this year because next year it's looking like it might be canceled. If I don't see a rainbow Cracker Barrel logo on Facebook next year, I'm telling you now, Christmas is canceled. And that's just what we're going to have to do. That's just what we're going to have to do. I think that's the only way to make it right. It's the only way to make it right. And speaking of, I mean, that's just one of my latest. I have a TikTok obsession. I have a problem with TikTok. Where did that go, by the way? All the rage for a week straight was every senator and every person who mattered from every state in America that said, we need to ban TikTok because they have our Wi-Fi password and, and, and they won't give it to me because I haven't been able to log on in two weeks. And if Maybe if they would, if TikTok would just give me my Wi-Fi password so I can watch the latest episode of Stranger Things on Netflix on my TikTok account, I would not want to ban them anymore. So can you please help me with the password TikTok Commissioner CEO? Yes or yes. And so like that was the whole thing. Where'd that go? We're not banning TikTok. I think like Minnesota or Montana, one of the stupid states that no one gives a shit about, tried to ban it or they did ban it. But like if you already have it, you have it. And like you could just, I don't know, drive anywhere else and get it and then come back to wherever your state bans it. It's the stupidest thing ever. But like we're still scrolling on TikTok. We can still scroll on it. What happened to banning it at a federal level? We flew in the CEO for what? Content? For content that week, that's what my tax dollars went in to pay for. Jesus Christ, ban it or whatever. Dude, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with this kid, Vukum. I'm obsessed. If you don't know who Vukum is on TikTok, uh, I'll have a link. There's probably going to be a video playing here. Check this out. Vukum, he's like, he's like the Gary V. Tw he's like 23 years old. I pay. What does it matter what I pay? That's Almost how much had I want. Him. I Almost swear, had this him. guy, man, he's good, man. I'm telling you, it's his eyes. They're mesmerizing. They, they get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 68. No. 62 final. I'm done. I'm not doing this. No, no back and forth. 62. Done. Bro, I would have so much. I don't need this box. Get the box out of I'm under a lot of pressure here. I can't put the box in there. Don't even get the box in there. I'm under a lot of pressure What pressure? It's me. One final shot. Yeah. One final. That's it. Box is real as fuck. Huh? No, the box I'm keeping. Since you're saying it's after one, I'm keeping that shit. So that ain't gonna work on me. Got a fucking spider bite while I was sleeping. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. That's not a spider. That's a mosquito bite, brother. You, you just do that to flex. Jiu Jitsu. Huh? 67. Four. 64. That's final. 64, I'm out. 64, you have three seconds. One, two, two. 65, 65. No! 65. Bro. I'm 64, yes or no? $20 at 64. One, I'm literally making 20 Two. 64 Four. 64. I'm done. Seriously, 64. Woo! Arm drag. Bang. 
Cheers. And the kids like slinging like thirty, twenty thousand dollar watches. Sometimes it's more, sometimes it's a lot less. But like he's all over the fucking place, making anywhere from like a couple hundred to like a couple grand in profit every time. Quit. Calls him fast flips. He's fucking twenty three years old. He's fucking doing his thing, and he's just in the streets of New York City. He's like, I got a guy over here with this watch. I'm gonna buy it for him at this price and go sell it to him for this price. And he knows because he's got to connect. He's got a Telegram group. He's got everyone in New York City down, and he knows exactly. As soon as he picks up a watch now, his TikToks have transformed. As soon as he picks up a watch, he knows exactly who he's going to sell it to and how much he's going to sell it, and he almost does it every time. I'm obsessed with watching this man negotiate back and forth and it's like learning the lingo and like, oh, the, the dials and the watches, like they're special and sometimes they're custom and like those are just worth like 500 bucks and like you shake it to make sure it works and like I'm just learning like shit to how to like, like look how to flip a Rolex. Like I told Megs, I'm like, I'm gonna start buying like $5,000 Rolexes and flipping them for six, seven. You know what I mean? Like, and then like BMP, box and papers. Boxes range anywhere from $50 to like $600. And so if you got a Rolex without a box, it's worth a lot less. You got papers, it's worth a lot less. If you got box and papers, it's worth way more. Like this whole world, I'm obsessed with Vukum. I'm obsessed with his mentor, his team, uh, all the other people now that they have their own TikToks. They're now on my feed. I'm obsessed with Vukum. He's like, he's like fucking... And, the kid's sharp. He looks like Andrew Schultz's long-lost cousin. I'm telling you, Vukum and Andrew Schultz are related in some way. And if I'm right on that, holy shit. But if I'm wrong, it's fucking hilarious. I think Vukum needs to be on Flagrant too. Speaking of Vukum being on podcasts, I want him on this one. I sent him an email. I tagged him on TikTok. I'm going to tag him again for sure now with this clip. Uh, but for sure, dude, like Vukum... Like he just, he takes these watches. I've seen him take like $80,000 watches. I've seen him take $5,000 watches. And it's just like quick, bam, done, bam, fast flips. He goes and gets it. He's like, dude, I'm only paying four grand for this. One and done, one price for you. Special price, one and done, done. Shake on it, boom, shake on it. I'll send you the papers. I'll send you the check. We'll ship it. It's done. Boom, bam, goes to the next guy. Before he even gets paid for the watch from the first guy, he's already selling it to the next guy. And it's just the way the money moves, the quick, the New York City aspect of it all. Dude, Vukum, he's 23. He's probably a millionaire by now. And if he's not, he's almost there. Uh, but I'm obsessed with it. I watch. I look out for his TikToks every day. I've gone through the back catalog. He gives advice on how to get started. Uh, flipping watches. I mean, it's insane. Insane, insane, insane. Uh, and dude, oh, 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 oh. Speaking Speaking of TikTokers, did you hear about this shit? This, uh, um, uh, where is he from? Belgium. This TikToker in Belgium wanted to teach his family a lesson. Imagine this. Imagine this for a minute. David, David, uh, Bareton? David, we're just gonna call him David. His name's David. He's sick and tired of not being invited to shit, you know, from his family. Like for years, he said it'd been years since he was invited to a Memorial Day cookout, a 4th of July picnic, a Friendsgiving, Thanksgiving, Christmas morning. He hasn't seen grandma in three years. Like grandma's met 
other grandchildren and now she's got dementia and doesn't even know I have a kid. Like, you know, haven't been invited by the family to an event. Like, yeah, we've got some pretty close family that we do a lot of shit with, but like as far as extended family, like the people you would invite, think about this. Think about the family members you would invite to your funeral. When's the last time one of those people invited you over for a cookout, a barbecue, a picnic, a weekend, a little thing, set up the pool, let the kids run around out back, we'll flip some burgers, have a good time. When's the last time you did that? When's the last time an extended family member, like an aunt, uncle, cousin, whenever, when's the last time your aunt, cousin, or uncle ever invited you over for a family gathering, whatever, Christmas time, let's see the kids, let's get together, let's go somewhere, let's do something. Think about it. When's the last time? So uh, Brandon, Brandon, you know, Brandon thought about it too. And I mean, I thought about it. I thought about it pretty, uh, pretty hard, long, and clear. And I mean, I've got some family members that listen to this podcast that know who they are that, you know, we get invites. We have a group chat. We know what's going on. We've got some things planned already. Like it's no big deal. Not talking about those guys, but like, you know, think about it. I haven't gotten a text from Aunt Karen and like, you know, I don't know. Might've seen her at the grocery store a few months ago or something out of randomly, whatever, but like no one's invited me to Thanksgiving dinner, you know? So, uh, it's crazy. Hey, hey, Aunt Linda, where's my Christmas Eve invite? You know, hey, Uncle Ken, where's that invite? You know what I mean? Like, think about it. When's the last time an uncle, cousin, like a dis, any of your relatives, obviously if you're close with your family, it happened, but like in 2023, those are kind of hard to come by. When's the last time you got invited to a cookout from a family. And so David was tired of it. David was tired of it. And so to teach them a lesson as a person on planet earth does, David decided to play not like one of the ultimate pranks on his extended family. And so he, uh, he faked his own death. He faked his own death. Okay. And so he had his uh, his his wife and his sons. He told they told everybody their uncles, cousins, grandparents, moms, brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, extended stepbrother, whatever, whoever, family, mom's side of the family, dad's side of the family, kids, grandparents. They said they invited over a hundred and fifty family members, everyone they could think of, and about 40, 40 of them showed up. Okay, forty of them showed up for the funeral, and about. 30 minutes into the funeral, everyone's showing up. We're getting ready for the service. They're hugging, they're kissing, they're crying. David's gone. I can't believe it. David, he was only 40 years old. I can't believe he's gone. And then, uh, and then all of a sudden they hear this, uh, this like, it's like, it sounds like a, is it a helicopter? It's a helicopter. They hear a helicopter. Here's the fucking TikTok. David brings his film crew for his TikTok page. He brings his entire film crew in with, in with a private helicopter. Could you imagine, by the way? I mean, this is how I'm going out. If I ever, if I ever need to prove to myself that my family and my friends still love me, if I ever have to fake my own death, I'm definitely coming in via helicopter. 
Could you imagine? Could you imagine Aunt Sharon, just fucking Aunt Karen standing there crying like her, her fucking, her, her, her nephew's dead. She outlived her nephew and he's dead. She'll never see him again. All of her family members are crying. It's a funeral. I mean, the last time I was, I think it was my uncle's funeral I was at. The last funeral I was at, it's, you're, it's, it's dark. You're crying. You're sad the whole week leading up to it. You got to go back to a house and eat a veggie tray and some like old sit out mac and cheese that someone baked or whatever that's cold. Like it's not a fun time. Like everyone is miserable at a funeral and in on a private rented helicopter comes David, the man who we are literally, the man who we literally just buried in the ground in on a helicopter. And like, honestly, smart. It's smart. Honestly, I'd do it. Honestly, if some of you people, if some of you people who I know for a fact have my number, some of you people who have my number saved in your phone, don't start inviting me to shit. Whether it's like a beer or a holiday or a dinner or Friendsgiving or like, hey, how's your son? If some of you people don't start texting me and like, listen, listen, I'm going to be straight up honest with you. I'm not coming. I'm not coming to your event. I'm not coming to your thing. I'm not coming to your dinner. I don't want to come to your Thanksgiving because that means I got to pack up my son, my fiance, half the house, his toys, the iPad. He's My son's going to get there. He's going to have an emotional breakdown. He's probably going to break some of your shit. He's going to throw his iPad across the room. You've got expensive shit. I don't want it to break. Your first impression of my son's going to be bad. I'm probably not going to come. But if you don't start giving me that invite, The next invitation you might receive might be to my funeral. And honestly, I, it's, it's, I, I'll be honest, I'm lying if I said I didn't think about it. I'm lying if I said I didn't call a few mortuaries, if I didn't make a few Mr. Beast fake business phone calls to see what it would cost to get a helicopter and like the cheapest casket and someone with an open availability to put the casket in the ground with like 50 to 40 of my closest friends and family around, and then whoosh, 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 I come in on a helicopter. I can't lie to you. I thought about it, and I've already made some calls. So be on the lookout. If you get an invite, if you get an invite to my funeral, what are you going to do? Because if you think, oh, God, okay, Levi's faking his death to prove a point. What do we do? Do we give in to his bit? What if he's really dead? What if I'm really dead and you get an invite now to my funeral? What if all of my family actually watches this podcast? I know, like, two members. I know of two that do. There's, there might be more. And if they do, and they do see this, I pray to God, if I actually do die... I hope they see this, they get an invite to the funeral, and then they actually sit there and contemplate, okay, is he bullshitting? Is this a podcast bit? How far is he willing to take it? Should we call Megs? And Megs, oh my God, oh my God, who would have the balls? Who do you think in the family would have the balls to call Megs to see if I actually passed away? To see if something actually happened to me which part members of the family do you think would have the balls to call Megs and be like, hey, is this a bit or did he really, what's going on? I hate to be insensitive, but Megs, what's up? And like, 
whoa, I would be so devastated to find out who would. I mean, it's something I might consider. It's something I might consider. So, you know what I mean? That's, that's happening. That's happening. And boy, oh boy, are we excited. I mean, we finally booked our vacation. It's finally booked, dude. We're leaving in less than a month. We're literally leaving in like three weeks. In three weeks, Megs and I will be flying to another country and spending 14 beautiful days. It's pretty much the entire, it's going to feel like the entire month of July. We're pretty much spending the entire month of July on this vacation. Uh, I'll tell you how much it costs once we're there. We're definitely doing... Here's the situation. I think I'm aiming to do episode 100 with Megs on the pod for episode 100. I think that's what's going to end up happening, honestly and realistically. We're going to be in another country. We're going to film and record in said cunch, and I think it's going to be a blast. So, I mean, dude, the breakdown, the vacation was just a freaking nightmare. I didn't have my passport until three days ago. We were supposed to book through a friend, but we waited too long because of money and everything else going on in the world and personal stuff and credit card. And so we were just trying to make it happen. And then like, oh, they booked the resort that we were going to stay at fully. The resort we wanted to stay at, I don't know how it's possible, but apparently it's full. And so there's no more rooms and we can't stay there for the two weeks we want to stay. So we scoured the internet. We looked at other countries. We looked at Mexico, Punta Cana. We looked at, you know, or Punta Cana is not the country. Dominican Republic's the country. We looked at Jamaica. We looked at everything. We were like, do we just stay home? Like, what do we do? We finally found a place. Is it twice as much as the original resort we were going to stay at to double the amount of money that I spend on my vacation? Yes. Am I a little irritated by that? Yes. Am I going to get over it? Yes. Am I going to get over it now and not until we get there? Yes. Uh, am I going to talk about it on the podcast until I'm there and probably the episodes that I do film there? Yes. Is it fine? Yes, but we're going and the vacation is booked passports are in hand. Our flights there are paid for. The only thing I have to do, honestly, I do have to book our flights back and the kennel. Oh, I have to call some people for the dog. Lou bug, unfortunately can't fly with us cause he'll freak the fuck out, you know, under the plane, whatever. I can't take him up because he's too heavy. And so Lou bug has to go on vacation to the $20,000 Frenchie. We got to figure out where we're going to send him. He's lucky. I don't send him to the place down the street that I know is a kennel that just lets their dogs sit on a concrete floor and like, you know, wired cages. Uh, we're going to try to upgrade him a little bit, but if he keeps acting up and embarrassing me on a daily basis and pissing me the F off, uh, you know, we might send him to the concrete floor place. So we're not sure where Lou bugs going, but we are on our way. It's been a long time coming. Uh, Ollivander is going on his own vacation with his own friends. Uh, his godmother is watching him for a few weeks. Thank goodness for that. So Megs and, Ta Megs and I are spending some quality, quality time together, alone, at an all-inclusive resort. I mean, if I'm lying, if I said this whole vacation altogether... It's, I mean, it's probably, it's going to cost, I think when it comes down to it, I mean, I'll give you a definite number once we get to the DR, but I think it's probably going to be somewhere in the range of like $25,000. I didn't say it, but I think honestly, it's going to be somewhere around there. But like, dude, uh, I can't, I can't wait to get there. We've, we got like club member rooms, which means like we get like a free massage and we get beach access and the whole nine yards. So it's just going to be a great, 
great time for us there. So hopefully, um, dude, we're, we're, we're going to have a blast and we're going to be recording. I'm going to do my best. I think what's going to happen guys is we're going to get an, a bonus episode, uh, out here soon. I think probably after this weekend, I think today I'm launching this and I think next week I'm going to launch a bonus episode for 95 and then 96 next week, regularly scheduled. So we're one ahead that way. The Friday we're in the DR will be episode 100 with Megs uh, on a special guest. She has agreed that if I give her one margarita, she's going to be on the pod. And two margaritas, she's going to talk on the pod. And three margaritas, she's going to be on video. And four margaritas, she's going to be acting like, oh, and five margaritas, we're going to fuck on the pod. No, I'm just kidding, but... I agreed, Megs. Uh, I'm going to pay for her drinks the whole time we're there, and uh, she's going to be on the pod for episode 100. So Megs has agreed to that. Uh, after a few margaritas, we will be doing episode 99 and 100 in a different country, dude. So look out for that. We finally made that happen. That's the big news. Um, and man, dude, just uh, thank you guys so much for getting us here. Episode 100 has meant a lot. We just hit a thousand sub subs, I think a thousand and twenty now over on the YouTube channel. And I mean, it's just been a great, great, great ride with you guys over there. Um, so, uh, if you haven't done so already, please hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Uh, and by God, be sure to check out next Friday if you haven't checked out. This week's episode of the High Cheese Podcast that is just growing astronomically. You do not want to know how many viewers and how many episode downloads the High Cheese Podcast has now on episode. They're on like episode five, I think. This is like their fifth or sixth episode. And they already have like, I don't know, 10 times as many downloads as we do. So they're destroying it over there. If you are a sports fan, specifically a baseball fan, Please check out the High Cheese podcast. This week, uh, Paul and Joe talked about uh, the political and basically the Pride Month aspect of baseball. I think a few teams are canceling their Pride jerseys uh, at this week's game, which is a no bueno situation in the world of baseball. So Paul and Joe break down uh, everything happening over in the baseball world in regards to the cancellation of Pride Month over there. So if you have an interest in sports or baseball, check out the High Cheese podcast uh, available on all platforms, Spotify, iTunes, whatever, you know the drill. Uh, and be sure to... Also, uh, another reason for you to subscribe to the High Cheese Podcast is I am going to be on it as a guest host, most likely, I believe, next week. I think Joe is taking a break or somewhere on vacation doing something else other than podcasting his life away. So I am going to join Paul. We've got a few sports comedy reaction segments planned uh, for said episode. Um, and I think it's going to be an awesome, awesome experience. You of course know Paul from episodes on this podcast. So be on the lookout, um, for the high cheese episode. This week is a great, great discussion, uh, between Paul and Joe, and I'm going to be on next week in some capacity, uh, talking to Paul and potentially Joe as well, potentially not, uh, about some things related in the sports and baseball category. 
Uh, so we're building a network. It's week three, I think, now that we have not had a new Tim 20 Minutes podcast. So hopefully uh, with Charizard rocking the hat, that brings back the luck of him coming back to the podcast industry. Uh, so ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much, uh, for listening to another episode of the, what are we doing podcast? My name's Levi McCurdy. You can check us out at wadpod.com backslash links. That's going to have everything you need from YouTube, Spotify, Instagram, Snapchat, uh, Twitter, uh, Apple music, everything you can listen to and watch and support and purchase and do whatever you need to do to help this show, whatever you think is fair. Um, but you know, fair is a share for us. So if you can share this with a friend, Tell one, tell one friend today. If you can tell one friend about this podcast episode today uh, or this clip or whatever capacity you're seeing uh, me say these words in, uh, just tell one friend about it and that will be enough for me. Thank you guys so much for listening to episode uh, 94. I can't believe we've made it this far. The world is such a crazy freaking place and I'm so excited uh, to see what news what industries, what topics, and what guests, and what things we get into next week. Uh, Again, it's wadpod.com backslash links. And uh, man, now that that vacation's booked, we can verify. I'm telling you, I cannot wait. Episodes 99, I mean, obviously, episodes 95, 96, 97, 98, the next four weeks are going to be banging, dude. Definitely look out for those. But 9900 coming to you from the Dominican Republic. You don't want to miss a why we're going to the DR. Trust me, we already have the episode planned out. Why we're going, uh some of the missions we need to go on while we're there because it's not all vacation. Okay? You think we're spending the 2 weeks in the DR just sipping Long Islands and margaritas the whole time? No way, dude. We've got some work to do in the Dominican. So be on the lookout for that. Those episodes I'm so excited for, guys. Every week uh, we're doing something new. And I'm reaching out. I'm reaching out, man. I've reopened that conversation with Mike Curry. He just got signed to a new talent agency. So uh, congratulations to our friend Mike. He's got a baby coming here in the next few months. So his schedule's getting a little rocky. But hopefully we'll have Mike on the podcast very, very soon. Uh, He's making waves in his professional and uh, his, uh, personal life. Uh, and dude, I mean, just, uh, everything he's doing, um, over there, uh, down in Maryland or wherever he is now, uh, is amazing. So Mike Curry hopefully is coming on. I hope I'm saying his name, right? I think it's Mike Curry. Uh, he's coming on. I'm also dude in talks with, uh, hopefully we'll get Vukum on here, uh, and a few other people. Um, I mean the news and the things going on in this world are just too much for me to comprehend. We've got a buddy. I've got a buddy out um, on the West Coast uh, that knows everything about what's going on and pertaining to the government and the aliens. Uh, I think Paul and I are going to touch on that in our bonus episode this week. So look out uh, in the Twitter sphere for that. I'm rambling. Thank you guys so much for the support. Thank you guys for listening. This has been another episode of the What Are We Doing podcast. My name is Levi McCurdy. Peace out, everybody. Have a good one. This is the What Are We Doing podcast.